Hello everybody and welcome to the Overdue Review. This week, we're reviewing Pumpkin Jack. Now what the hell is Pumpkin Jack? Pumpkin Jack is a game that I literally just finished on the stream. Uh, not that long ago. Uh, not even an hour ago. And it's a game I am delighted about. Or, not about, I am delighted by. I didn't know, I was, you know, every now and then, even if I'm not going to buy anything, I like to browse the eShop for some reason even though it's not great. Um, and there was this game that popped up, and it was on sale for like 20 bucks called Pumpkin Jack. Watched the trailer for it, and was kind of blown, blown away by what I saw. Because it's by a developer I have never heard of. It's an indie game. And not that people haven't heard of or indie games can't be good. No, there's not what I'm applying at all. Lots of indie games are great. Um, some of the best games ever made, independent. But... The fact that I had never heard of this game before, and it not trying something so artsy or, or, or whatever, or it trying to hide, it's, on its website, it, I believe it says, if I can look up here, Medieval meets Jack and Daxter. Medieval being a PlayStation game that they recently remade, and of course everybody knows Jack and Daxter, and I'll have to say that it, yeah, it's, it's, it's about that. But what it reminded me of and what caught my eye and actually made me go and pay the $20 to, to snatch it was the fact that it reminded me of my childhood in a very particular way. Um, rare games, particularly the ones that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s, both when they were with Nintendo and um, when the, the first few that they released with Microsoft. Uh, it reminds me of Lionel Grab by the Ghoulies, a game that I actually have a fondness for. But more than just Rare, a lot of these early platformers that had a lot of style and charm that kind of disappeared. Um, not all of them were good, but at least they were trying something. And this one does that. It's trying something. It has a style. It's spooky and kooky, kind of Adam's Family. Reminds me a lot of Tim Burton, but not in the creepy ways. But in kind of... A, reminds me of Nightmare on Chris, Before Christmas, but it's... And it's a lot of its music. And the fact that you are Pumpkin Jack, you are the literal Pumpkin King. And it's some of its themes, but there is no musical and dancing. Well, I'll take that back. There is some dancing that kind of took me by surprise. But it reminds me of a bunch of different things at once, and it's kind of hard to put my finger on it. But it looked great. And I bought it. It's amazing. We want a rating right off the bat. 8 out of 10. Why not hire? Uh, well, I've played better games. And there are some issues. But we'll get to those in here in a second. But no, 8 out of 10. Really, really great. Um, I, 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 I was... Very rarely was I frustrated with it. It lasted about 4... They say 6 to 7 hours. But I got done about four and a half, five. 5. Um, loved it. It doesn't do anything particularly new. But what it does, it does incredibly well. It's it's hard to put into words, and with my whole heart brain thing uh, screwing me up, this is going to be difficult. It's the first one I've done since this has all happened. But Pumpkin Jack, let me uh, get my words together. I don't edit these on purpose. Um, though we should have a new thumbnail. That's going to look fun if it uh, if I actually got it to work. <laughs> hope hope to God I got it to work, but. I don't edit these because I like the unedited 
realness of it, the realness of it, that I'm just trying to tell you about something. It doesn't need to be chopped up and everything, and we're just kind of having a conversation, despite it being, you know, one, one-sided. Pumpkin Jack came out on the 23rd of October, 2020, so not that long ago. On the PC, Steam, GOG, Epic Game Store, so, you know, all of them. Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, so you can literally play it on anything. I played it on the Switch. The developer has no name because it's one guy. I did not know that going into this. Uh, Nicholas Messonnier, M-E-Y-S-S-O-N-N-I-E-R. They say they're 23 years old from France. So, of course, I'm not going to know how to pronounce that. <laughs> but making this game since 2016, it's gone through a bunch of different revisions. Literally just him and two other guys. Uh, Johan Jaeger provides the original OST, and is, it's a really good soundtrack. A lot of re uh, remixes and renditions of some classical music, but making it spooky and fun. Um, and Adrian Lucas for the UI and console porting. So three guys, three guys made this game. I am incredibly impressed. This feels like something that would have come out, maybe not even a budget title, but as a full price game years ago from one of the studios. I've played games that I've paid 60 bucks for that were shorter than this and were around the same vein and not nearly as good. What this game does well is the fact that it's incredibly fun. It, it's all, it, it never gets repetitive. Right when it starts to feel repetitive, it throws something new at you or something that you haven't done in a while. And it just keeps up the pace. And it's, that's what makes this game so good. The pacing is great. And because of that, I never got bored. I never got bored. But let's uh, let's let's fast track this for six minutes, and I've gotten anything. What is Pumpkin Jack? Pumpkin Jack is a game where you work for the devil. Yeah, you work for the devil. Uh, so humanity used to be incredibly peaceful. So peaceful that everything was so boring. So boring that Satan literally had to throw the world into chaos because he was bored. But because of this, people didn't really like that, so they got a champion, a wizard, trying to get rid of all the chaos and horror and pain and suffering. The devil has a champion of his own. Pumpkin Jack, otherwise known as Stingy Jack, a man who has tricked and conned the devil himself three different times. Got himself killed because of his con artist ways. But he is good at what he does. So good that the devil himself, even though he been, he's been tricked by him, uses him as his champion, gives him a whole new body, and sends him out. Go wreak havoc and stop the wizard from stopping my plans and making us bored for eternity. And that's your setup. You show up, you got a pumpkin forehead and a weird-ass body, almost something between a Slewfoot and a Scarecrow, and you go. I played most of the game dressed as a Santa Claus Pumpkin Jack because I got the holiday content pack. Um, which... You also end up going to the North Pole in this game, which I was not expecting. A lot of different locations, all spooky and good in their own ways. Is the game scary? No, but it is spooky and creepy and has that aesthetic. That cartoonishly fun aesthetic. It doesn't ever go as far as Tim Burton, where it does get kind of disturbing, but it's just cartoonishly and fun. It reminds me a lot of The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. It is a basic platformer. Some of the controls are a little bit floaty and can get you killed. Got me killed a few times, but they work. You can control the camera, but there's really no need to, and it's kind of slow. 
as you're supposed to have one hand on all your face buttons and the other hand on the stick to, for movement. First weapon you get is a shovel, but you get more weapons as the story progresses. You can do, you have one attack button. But, if you start messing around with it, that one attack button starts to do a lot of interesting things. So if you double jump and hit the attack button, you'll do an, a, you'll do a incredibly damaging attack where you'll just slam down the shovel or whatever you're using. Uh, some of the weapons, you only have to jump once before it does something different. And then a double jump will always be a special attack. Some of the weapons, if you have your, when you use your little dodge roll, which it gives you, will initiate another attack. You get a weapon later that I was using constantly because with that dodge roll, you just... It's a gun. You get a gun at some point in time, I'm going to tell you. And you can clear an entire field. There's parts of it where you get swarmed by ghosts, dodge roll, and just bam, 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 bam. I think he shoots it about six times. And I was using that thing constantly. And it's great. Uh, you get a lot of different variety of weapons. The only problem is, is there's really no reason to switch back and forth between them. So once you get a new weapon, you pretty much just use that new weapon until you get the next new weapon. Because they're not really... There's not any benefit to going back to the other ones. Even though so, even though as you go on, a lot of the weapons get slower, even though they're more powerful, and you think, well, if I go back to a fast weapon, I can do more. The problem is, is they're not that much faster. And the downgrade and damage is just not worth it. Except for the gun. <laughs> the gun. Um, yeah, the gun uh, becomes useful even after uh, you've upgraded to two different weapons after it. So, you go to several different locations, uh, a town, cemetery, a war zone, the North Pole, a swamp, and I think one other place. This is not in any order. All varied in their different ways, and very fun and colorful to look at. The music is great, by the way, and it's all so damn charming. It's just hard not to smile while playing it. And the gameplay is fun enough that it gets you there. And if you ever feel that the combat, which can be repetitive in theory, starts to feel repetitive, it throws a cart section at you, or it throws a take-off-your-head-and-run-around, because Jack can pull off his head, and has to do certain levels. That was the most frustrating thing, is there's one of these levels where you take off your head and run around on your little pumpkin tentacle feet that is kind of terrible, and it's the most challenge that the entire game has. It's not a very challenging game, but I think that's actually one of its strengths, as it's not meant to be a Dark Souls. It's not meant to be something crazy hard. And it doesn't... It gets more challenging as you go on. And there are some times where I got killed because of the enemies... If you think you can just go in and kill a bunch of them, the enemies are hard off the bat. They, they are bullet sponges, for lack of a better term, or damage sponges. But the boss fights are pretty easy. Hit them three times and they go down. But what the game does well is there's enough challenge that you can't do it without thinking. You have to concentrate on what's going on. You have to concentrate on what you're doing. And you have to have a plan. If you don't, you will die. But you usually can beat about every boss on your first try. I did. And I'm going through some mental shit right now. So it's not exactly... It wasn't exactly easy for me. Or let's say I'm not some pro gamer. But I was able to do it. You might be able to beat him faster than I did. But it kept me engaged. And there are games where a boss can be destroying you and you just have no way of beating them. Or games that are harder and more challenging, but they don't keep you engaged. And you just be like, I don't want to play this game. I've played harder games. I've played easier games that I didn't finish 
because I wasn't engaged. I didn't care about what's going on. I wasn't having fun. And what this game does incredibly well, and I don't want to spoil everything that happens because there's not a whole lot to spoil. So I'm going to go into grave detail, but it's a basic action platformer, but it does it incredibly freaking well. So well, and I can't believe it was made by one guy, technically three, guy who did the music and the guy who did the UI and the porting job um, over the course of four years. It started in 2016. Cannot believe it was made by one guy or a team of three. Cannot believe it. It's done incredibly well. It's more engaging than a lot of AAA games that I've played, even ones that I've lauded. There's always a lull in them. You know, there's, there's usually something. Even movies have this problem. It's like, oh, okay, we lost the pacing. This is one of the best paced games I've ever played because as I kept playing it, there was more to do. And if I got tired, it wasn't because I was bored. It was because I was tired. I've been looking at a screen for three hours. All right. Or two and a half to three hours. So let's turn it off, rest my eyes, and I'm going through some shit. But you might be able to beat it in one sitting if you really get hooked on it. But I beat it in two sittings. And I really enjoyed what I played. Now on to the criticisms. Because there are some. Um, this is because the team is very small. The combat could be better. It's not bad. It's good. But I feel that, I feel it could be faster. Um, there's a thing where you can... So there's no real knockback or stun lock. Well, you can get stun locked. So there's times where you will die a lot. I think I died around 33 times because the game keeps a tally. Um... Because you're hitting enemies and you're hurting them, but they have no reaction to it. And that causes you to die if you get swarmed because you're trying to do it. And there are some effects of these weapons that would be, you would think, there's one where you can hold something up in the air and it creates a shield around you that causes damage. And a lot of games, what this would do is have people damage and get stun locked. Uh, but in this, no, they just keep, they go right through that. They're getting damaged and they might die, but if they don't, they're going to hit you. And sometimes they're in their own animations and hit you. And I died so many times using this, causing me to switch to a different weapon. It's the only time in the game that I kept switching back and forth between two different weapons. Where I was, whereas I would usually keep the weapon that they'd given me. That's a big complaint. But one that's pretty easy to fix. So whatever they do in next, they'll understand this and go on forth. This is their first freaking game. Um... Let me think. The platforming could be better. It could be a little bit less floaty. Uh, there were times where it was sliding. Sometimes where it would cause panic. It's not particularly hard. This isn't Crash Bandicoot. But I did die a few times because I slid off of something. Or I panicked and double jumped into the abyss. That sucks. Presentation-wise, it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Graphics. I mean, the graphics are fine. They do what they need to do. Performance-wise, it was fantastic. If anything outside of the combat and the actual gameplay that I could give a criticism for is I would like voice acting, more voice acting. There are these little cutscenes that are voice acted, which kind of just tell you what you've already done, which I thought was kind of weird. But the story is fun and funny, and there's a lot of good, a lot of great dialogue in the written sections because there's quite a few characters, but it's all written out, and they pop up in little text boxes next to you, which becomes a problem in boss battles because some of the bosses talk. And it'll be over here in like the corner of the screen, like right over here, little text box. But everything's happening over here, and you got to dodge it or you're going to die. So I don't know what the boss was yelling at me or what joke he was making because I couldn't read it because I was in the middle of the fight. If it was voice acted, then I wouldn't have a problem because I could hear it. Now, the problem with that is what if you can't hear, you're disabled, all right? Then that's a problem because the subtitling, even though it's all subtitled because they're little comic, they're like little comic book panels, little text boxes, are in such a way that you can't really see them. 
So there's got to be a way to make it less busy on the screen or when someone's talking that you could concentrate on what they're saying so you don't miss out on the story detail or the joke or whatever's happening. Um, which I missed out on quite a few times because I didn't want to die. Other than that, I don't think it does anything wrong. Like, I just want more of it. And that is a... I, I want more of it and I want something better. It's perfectly well done. But that doesn't... You would think, oh, well, then that means it should deserve a 10. Not exactly. Now, I, I don't like rating scores. The only reason I give them out is to give you an idea of what to expect. Um, and I usually don't ever go too much, too much into it. Um, I, I highly recommend you play this game. This is a fun game. It's an incredibly fun game. It's worth every penny. Um, and the reason I said eight is to give you an idea of it is yes, everything that it does, it does well outside of just a few things, a few things that they either didn't do or things that will obviously get better when it's when they, um, do their next game. can't believe this is a, someone's first game and it's one guy. It's incredible. Because it's an action game. It's not turn-based. It's an action game. There's a lot of going on. There's a lot of effects. There's a lot of shit going on in this game. And it's, it's kind of incredible that this is a dude's first effort. However, um, the reason it's like 8 is it doesn't do a lot of, of anything new. Um, it didn't give me an experience I haven't really experienced before. Though we don't see a lot of these types of spooky Halloween-type games, but I've experienced this type of game before, this action platformer before. It didn't do anything new or spectacular, um, but it's better than mediocre, way better than mediocre. Uh, but I had so much fun. Is it a game I'll play again? Probably not. I don't know how much re replayability there is. But the collectibles were fun to find. They're not incredibly hard to find, but they're fun to find. So even if they were hard to find, it's making them fun to find, making them feel worth it. There are these little crow heads, these skulls that you can pick up and use them kind of as a currency to unlock new outfits. And then there are other special things like presents. I have no idea what they do. And then there were these gramophones you could pick up, and that would cause your character to dance. And the first time I picked up one was, like, in the second to last level. I had no idea what was going on because you just started breakdancing. Or no, actually, no, it was more like a disco. I have no idea what was going on. I was so confused. And I was like, oh, I picked up this special item. I have no idea why this just happened. The game's kind of tongue... It, it's, uh, I don't know about tongue-in-cheek, but it's very... Uh, despite you working for the devil and actually are plotting the end of the world, it's very lighthearted. Does it feel serious? It's just fun and stupid. It's cartoony. And it nails every aspect of that. I cannot wait to see what this dude does with money and a team. Like, imagine if it's two guys, or the three guys that did it, and then add another dude to help. I, I don't, like, this, it's incredible. I'm so, I'm so happy. Now, is it like Undertale? Did they do something crazy with this? No, 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 no. But it's really good. It's really good, and I hope these guys have so much success. If you have a Switch, I believe it's still on sale. Go buy it. Otherwise, it's available on everything else. It shouldn't. I don't think it has really high uh, hardware requirements. They don't even have a studio name. 
that you go to pumpkinjack.com to the website, which is where I was looking up these these uh, frequently asked questions to figure out who the hell made this game. The credits list is this long. There's puzzles in the game that are kind of interesting and fun. I never felt stupid. I never felt mad. But when I figured it out, I felt good. The game, the joy the game brings is something interesting because it just works on on so many levels. It's just fun to play and I'm so happy that I played it. So if, especially in this shit year, things that make you happy are, you know, few and far between. So for $20 or $30 at full price, I believe, it's absolutely worth it. It'll make you happy. It'll be an incredible four to six hours. Just play it. It's great. I can't recommend this game enough. Like, play it. Just play it. Pumpkin Jack is one of the best games of 2020. At least that I have played. And that's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs>